Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everyone, welcome to Mandory's Excellent Adventure, a podcast about IVF, starring me. Wait, and me. Oh, yeah. Uh, what shall we discuss? You went back to Dr. K, but Kelly, back on uh, the Tuesdays. I did. Um, she wanted to make sure I was like ready to ovulate, and she saw 24 follicles, which... Honestly, it kind of blew my mind. So a story's mind getting blown. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I don't know. This this whole thing about my the number of my follicles has just been very strange to me. And I don't know if like next cycle when we, when theoretically we actually do the retrieval, if I will suddenly, if this was just like some weird fluke and I'll go back to having like 10, but this, this, this whole thing has been very weird to me. Yeah. It's been weird to me too. Um, for many reasons, but 
you know, I'm happy that your uh, your factory is still going. Yeah, it seems it's still in production. Didn't shut down due to COVID. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're at. We haven't signed consent forms yet because I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. True. So we moved that to a TBD. Yep. And, uh, yeah. You still all. have to do your semen analysis. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting, putting it all off. Yep. For many reasons. Mm-hmm. Not the least of which is uh, pure laziness. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's really not the reason. But... <sighs> We continue on, everyone. I just, just, it gives me a little more time to think. Which I need, because I don't like to feel rushed into things. Which is weird, because I usually rush into things. No, I don't. I don't know. Do I? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what is this? What do you do? <laughs> um, I feel like you are sometimes impulsive. Yes. But when it comes to things that require planning, I feel like you don't, you don't like to plan. Yeah, well, right. I don't like to plan, but I, it's also, I just don't like to, I just overthink everything. Right. Well, you always say you think you go from step one to step 17. Yes. Uh, ignoring all previous steps. Well, right. all previous steps, like in my, in my, uh, and for you, step 17 is like worst case scenario. Yep. I always like to think about things like, uh, it's a choose your own adventure, but they always end with us getting eaten by a dragon. Hmm. That's an interesting way to go. Yeah. Through life. I'm just trying not to get eaten by a dragon. Huh? I mean, same. Right. I guess I just don't see that as like a poss- real possibility. Well, I mean, you're probably right about that, dragon-wise. Oh, okay. Thank, yeah. you. Thank um, you. But, look. Here we go. It's all happening. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Something's happening. Something is happening here. Something's afoot. Um, I start estrogen patches tomorrow mm. so that my follicles can be lined up. Is it, you think there's a chance where she'll be like, you know what? This all looks so good. We should just do it. I, well, I asked her that and she was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, no, no, no. We're not rushing it. Like, also, I hadn't, I hadn't like done any meds or anything. Right. If you had good sperm, this would have been a good candidate round for IUI. Gotcha. I think. Because okay. I had like an, I had like a nice lead follicle. Uh-huh. Um, although maybe I had too many eggs. To do that, I don't know anything. I don't know. I don't know that much about IUI. Um, but yeah, no, she was. She was like, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm looking forward to my sperm getting filtered through some sort of a chip. Yeah, that's the that's the most like sci-fi aspect of this. I mean, in a, in a process that already feels sort of sci-fi, the fact that your your sperm will get selected by a microchip. I don't think that's what it is, honey. I don't really understand what it is. <laughs> I think it's like a, uh, from what I read, it seems like it is a, uh, 
panning for gold kind of a chip. You know what I mean? So like grating. So the microchip is essentially selecting your sperm. So I wasn't wrong. Right. Well, there's no intelligence behind it. It's just like, will it fit through here? Yeah. But like you need the microchip. As far as I understand it. Right. Again, I could be way off. I mean, last I checked, you were not an embryologist. Uh, No, I'm talking about from the, it's a, it's a, it's a patented thing from a one company and I went to their website Mm -hmm. and looked at it Mm -hmm. and sort of understood it, but maybe I didn't. Mm. And maybe you're all confused at home too. I know I was when she said, now we have a chip. And I'm like, what? (laughs) It's called the Zymot chip. Yeah. With a, with a Y, I believe, right? Yep. I feel like everything with IVF has a Y in it. Really? Yeah. Like branding wise, I feel like to go like for embryo, they sort of like oh, love to steal the Y and throw it into things. Interesting theory. Don't ask me to cite examples specifically because <laughs> I cannot. So meanwhile, uh, frozen uh, embryo turned baby Henry uh, is doing a lot of stuff right now. His, it's like his brain has been on overdrive the last couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah, he's very uh he's very crafty. Like he you know, he's a he's a little raptor. He's really he, he tests everything. Yeah. <laughs> really and he's you know, he can reach the doorknob fully. He he just can't quite get a good enough grip to turn it. But it's coming. Yeah. Our days are almost numbered. Like the second he can get himself out of the crib. I was just thinking, I'm actually shocked he hasn't tried to get out of the crib yet. Give him a day, I'm sure. <laughs> It'll be soon. Oh god. It is too it's too deep for him to get out. I hope so. Yeah, I mean he could get out if he tried and was not afraid of the danger of falling mm-hmm. onto the onto the rug but uh i think we're okay for now i, I would so. say we're okay for honestly for like a month okay. one more month and then he just needs i think he just needs to like grow another half an inch to an inch and so then, he can get that grip and now and then he'll be doorknob bound right, once he figures out he can open the door there'll be reason for him to get oh, out i see i see i see right because right now he's like well then i'll fall and then i'll still be stuck in here right we're going to have to get those doorknob things. Oh my God. I'd rather not, though. Like, if he can open the... Well, I'd get him for the bathroom door. But, like, if he can open the door, like, he should feel free to just waltz in here. But what if he doesn't waltz in here? What I if know, he, it's a thing. You know? wind up eating Bo's food. Right. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. He's too little to have, like, full unsupervised house privileges. Right. He wouldn't, he wouldn't know that though. Like today the remote dropped on the floor and he started to put the batteries back in. Like in the right place. Almost correctly. (laughs) (laughs) I had to give him a garage door remote that I uh, programmed incorrectly. And he just, just so we can hit it. See the red light. See the red light. I like that we refuse to we refuse to buy him battery operated toys, but but like he still gravitates towards battery operated things. He likes lights. Yeah, so 
he plays with the remote he plays with the garage door opener he hits the buttons on the washing machine he hits the dishwasher buttons he loves my pedal board when it's on he loves your pedal loves your pedal board because it's a bunch of tiny boxes that have lights yeah that he can hit and turn knobs right (laughs) so Uh, yeah he's a i mean i feel like this is very much your personality how so? I mean, well, he's a baby. He's just sort of figuring it all out. Yeah, but the 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 degrees to which he will go to like figure out how something works, mm-hmm. I feel like is very you. Yeah. Well, the amount of time he will demand we read stories to him is you. Yes. And my mom definitely had a moment of like, karma! <laughs> because she has always said that I was relentless when I was a baby. Yeah. Yeah, he's very much like, I need to read this. 5,000 times. Yes, and he gets bored at very specific points of books. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's what's been going on with young Henry. Yeah. That's... Uh, that's it. I mean, Bo's here, He's sleeping on the couch. Bo is here. Uh, Post skunk. There's still some residual skunk smell. Bo's dog walker had a COVID scare. Yep. That luckily ended up negative. Um, but he didn't see her all week. So yeah. I think he's kind of bummed about that. Well, you know, look, he probably. It's probably for the best because he smells like a skunk still. <laughs> His breath does. He's had three baths. Yeah, he has. He has. Oh, poor skunky Bo. Every so often you just catch a whiff of it. Just yeah, it's weird how where it you. comes out mm-hmm. somehow. It's like if you're at the right angle. He's very soft though. I mean, he's been washed so many times. <laughs> he's very soft. He's never been cleaner. Yeah. But he has rarely been stinkier. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. That's what's happening in the world of us. Um, if you want to tell us what's happening in the world of you, you can do that by emailing dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. And you can call us at 413-461-BABY. Um, you know, our Facebook group is still going strong. As it should. It's a wonderful resource if you're new to the IVF game, old to it, <laughs> still in it, returning, thinking about returning to it head over there it's uh facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure dory is currently uh sitting with frozen peas on her foot that's true because i don't know four seconds after i told her to be careful with the chair and the cables on the ground she decided to heed that advice but forget about her foot yeah i heeded it for the cables yeah i mean you only said the cables you didn't say anything about my foot <laughs> I don't, so, and then she couldn't figure out how the desk tripod she uses every day, how that worked. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried, guys. What's going on? Are these follicles sucking up your brain? I think I have pregnancy brain. <laughs> I have oh IVF brain. Oh, my God. What are you going to do if you get pregnant and your first trimester is just as nauseating? It'll be tough. I mean, you were immobile for quite a while. I was immobile. Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. had barf bags everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a child to run around. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. 
I mean, millions of women have done this before me. Billions, actually. Probably, probably uh, at least a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I uh, was your sister? Did your sister have the same sort of nausea on both pregnancies? I know she had it on both pregnancies. I have to ask her which it was worse for. Mm. But I know she had it with both pregnancies. It's an interesting question. Not everyone has it. Like if they have it once, they don't necessarily have it again. Right. But I feel like you would have it again. Oh, thanks, honey. You're welcome. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Um, all right. Should we take a short break? Let's do it. Okay. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy but like i can't wait to get them on my feet because i know they're going to be cozy i know they're going to be the best socks in the house and i know that they're going to keep me going all day long they've got some great details that have been obsessed over including the honeycomb arch support which i love anti-blister tabs which i also love what that is it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. 
I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, we're back. We are. There's so much happening. Um, do you remember last week when I was musing about why I might have more follicles than I did three or four years ago? And I said, well, I did stop microwaving my food in plastic. And you were you sort of scoffed. I did? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I did because... How often do you microwave things in plastic in general? I feel like I used to. as a human being. Like, if takeout food came in plastic. Yeah. If, like, I I had storage containers that were plastic. I didn't always have Mm, have glass. That that was within the last couple of years. Okay. Um, So, we heard from someone who had some thoughts. Okay. Hey, Matt. Hey, Dory. Henry and Bo. Very clear thought. This is Aaron calling from Manhattan, Kansas, and I just paused the podcast because, Matt, I heard you scoff at Dory. I scoffed. She said she stopped microwaving her food in plastic. And actually, this is a really good idea, and I think everyone should stop microwaving their food in plastic. I don't use a plate. I even. Um, I know. Like frozen meals, which I try not to buy, but even those I will dump out into a glass container and microwave um, if I'm going to eat one. And I think it's important to know that we just don't know a lot about plastics. And I I think that they could be part of our fertility problems that we're I having mean, as a, a global society. There have been studies on um, this. They are. Increased or I should say decreased sperm counts, which would be the increased uh, male factor in fertility. And, and who knows what else? There's, there's a lot of endocrine disruptors in plastics. And it's, I don't know. It's kind of serious stuff. I'm not an expert. I just took a class in environmental health, um, which, which had me kind of really rethink my ways. But, yeah, that's a big deal. So just want to say thanks so much, longtime listener. Um, Again, Erin in Kansas. I'm in 900 square feet with my husband, our six-month-old IVF baby, and our large 16-pound cat. Thanks again. Mm. Bye. That is large. And probably a lot of uh, glass Pyrex containers. Yeah. At her home. Mm -hmm. Look, I mean, you know, everything could Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. Oh, no, are you a 5G conspiracist? Uh, no, no. Okay. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot now that wasn't then, but also I think a lot of it's, like, the fucking ridiculous amount of, like, weird preservatives and bullshit in food. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think plastics are especially bad. Well, then, noted. Okay. But Thank you. I think I didn't scoff. I wasn't scoffing at the fact that you stopped. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to re-listen to it to see what it sounded like. But my my hearing it today, my scoff, if I were to scoff, it would be at the fact that <laughs> I'm like, how often is anyone really microwaving things in plastic? Well, I think I think when before I had glass Pyrex containers, 
all my leftovers were in plastic. Yeah, but Tupperware. Put them in a plate and then do it. But I feel like I would often just throw it in the microwave. Well, okay. And I don't do that anymore. That's true. So. And I would always get yelled at because I rarely even put a plate down. Plate down. Mm-hmm. Just sit it on the glass in there. Yep. I'm safe. You're very safe. Hmm. Okay. I'm a mess. Here's an email. He is kind of a mess. Hi, Matt and Dory. My husband and I have a 14-month-old baby girl, and so we've also considered the idea of a second baby. I don't feel particularly strongly about having a second. I haven't forgotten about the birth pains yet. I'm not traumatized by it, just not completely over it yet. The one thing that presses the idea, though, is the timing. Two or two and a half year difference seems to be the ideal between siblings. I have a younger sister, two and a half years younger than me. She's 30 now. We also have a half sister who's actually 14 years old. So she was, pra- she was raised practically like an only child. And it's been hard to see her spend this quarantine period at home, lonely, while my other sister and I are very close. So I do see the benefit of a sibling close in age. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've been back and forth. And it just now hit me that having a second baby might trigger some negative feelings for my 30-year-old sister. She loves my daughter like her own. There's no doubt in my mind about it. However, she recently bought a condo on her own and has been struggling with the thought of, quote, dying alone. Dramatic, I know, but that's her. She feels she's ancient at 30 years old. I think she will never find someone, get married, have babies. It doesn't help that she's always been baby crazy and that to our very old-fashioned Hispanic family, she's some sort of spinster and (laughs) don't hold back their comments. I try to help her understand that, one, she's still a baby and has plenty of time to meet someone and get married and have a baby. Two, she has many, many options should pregnancy become a problem. Three, a husband is not even necessary, but I can tell that it's heavy on her mind. So now I feel like this is something I should consider in getting pregnant again. I kind of hope my sister would find someone, get married, have a girl, and my daughter would have a little sister in her. I feel like having a baby just for timing is not the best reason, and not having a baby because of someone else's feelings is also not the best reason. Is this something I should even consider? And if we decide to have a second, how would I even bring it up so that it's not a surprise? Thanks, guys. Stay safe. Uh, well, I mean, the, how, how, how old were we when I met? Well, I was like 30. When we met, when we met, you were 30. 30. Yeah. I was 30 when I met Dory. Dory was 36. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could maybe share that with her. It's not over until you're 73. <laughs> um, I would I would maybe have this conversation with her now. I would also say, you know, when I was when I met Dora, I did not expect to meet someone that I would that I would marry and have a child with and a dog and a shed. Hmm. Um mostly the shed. But it you know, just sort of it's just what happened. So, I maybe should take my here's the advice I got. Go on Tinder for a weekend. Give it a give it a give it a spin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tinder expert, not Myra. Um, I I agree that not having a baby because of someone else's feelings is not the best reason, unless those feelings are your husband's feelings. Yes. What hmm. I'm saying, you know, someone else's feelings. Uh, there are other people's feelings you should consider. Yes, but in this in this scenario where o- it's her sister's of the core unit, yes. Yes. Um I think you can talk to her and have an honest conversation with her and say, "Hey, we're thinking about trying for a second kid. How do you but you know, I want to be respectful of your feelings about it. 
how do you feel about it? And just try to have a conversation with her. I mean, in all likelihood, she will be like, great, I'll have another niece or nephew. Yeah, and also like, uh, let's see if we could find her a man or woman, <laughs> whatever she's going for. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's get there. All right. This is from Shauna. So I listened to the entire pod and have a few thoughts. One, when questioning if bringing a kid, maybe two, into this world is wise, think of Matt's reason he wanted a daughter. Mm -hmm. That is right to disable the patriarchy. (laughs) Sons can disable it from the inside, so to speak. So yeah, having kids and raising them to be responsible and decent humans is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Two, Henry being blonde. Okay, so I know his hair color can change because I've witnessed it myself. Five kids all started out blonde. Around five years old, my middle brother and sister became brunettes. In college, my youngest brother went light brown. In my late 20s, my multi-hues blonde hair has gone multi-hued white and brown. Thanks, grandmothers, and you're going white slash gray early. My oldest brother also got darker hair in his 20s as well. So yes, there's the possibility that Henry will indeed get that dark hair. Three, I looked it up and you can give Bo ketchup as long as it isn't sugar-free. When were we discussing whether or not we could give Bo ketchup? I think that was for the skunk. Oh, oh, I also oh. once tried to give my dog a star mint to get rid of her skunk breath, but then it was just minty skunk breath. So that is not recommended. Yeah, I've been uh, tossing them these grainy breath freshener things. Uh, I don't think every other night. Anything. I mean, I feel like on the like within the ten minutes after, it's better. <laughs> Um, not much else I can share. I live in an 840-square-foot townhouse with just me, my husband, and a semi-impressive dance costume record and book collection. Uh, wait, so you have, a, you have a dance costume collection as well as records and books? That's amazing. That sounds like it. That's pretty cool. Um, so let's see. The couple things here. The blonde, he, I feel like his hair does look darker already. Like, yeah, it's Doesn't got, it seem like it's gotten like two shades darker? Well... It looks like he got like $400 highlights at a fancy salon. He does really have very, <laughs> very highlighted hair. I mean, look at it. It was dark. It was dark then. Yeah, we're looking at a, at a photo. But his hair also looks different depending on the lighting. Like I have photos from that photo session where his hair is really light. So like. Oh, yeah. It dep- totally depends on the lighting. <laughs> Dory just revealed one where he's <laughs> bright blonde. Um, boy, oh boy, how do we fit in that house? I don't know. We went there yesterday, everybody. And we still had a, a, a carload's worth of stuff plus three contractor bags to throw out. Yeah. I mean, it was all stuff that I was kind of like, when I was making the trip where I was like, okay, this is the last trip I can do by myself. I'm going to need another human being the next time. Uh, it was stuff where I was like, if this all went away... I don't think I'd remember or care. Yeah. But instead we brought a car, a Volvo full back. <laughs> Dory uh, has uh, many beach chairs. So if you need to go to the beach with seven people, Dory's your lady. <laughs> Give me a call. Um, all right. This is from Jess. Hi guys. Quit three quick things. One, I was halfway through last week's episode and almost started it over because I was like, did I zone out when they talked about Dory's appointment? And then after you finally talked about it, did you say what's next or did I actually zone out? We zoned out in forgetting to talk about it. Yes. Um, and then we remembered to talk about it like two thirds through the podcast. Uh, but now we talked about it at the top of the podcast. So you're officially up to date. You are. And you definitely zoned out also. Yeah. 
All right, two, some more stuff to do while stuck at home. My husband and I started reading the same book and we each read one chap we each read one chapter per day and then talk about it. We're starting with one of his favorite series, Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. We also love games and have been playing with friends virtually. Mm-hmm. We played the first pandemic legacy game with another couple. It's a co-op, so the other couple had the game and we just told them what we wanted to do with our turns. A super fun, free Pictionary-like game to play is Drawasaurus. You can play with up to 20 people. It's at drawasaurus.org. We've also played Jackbox virtually. One person can buy it on their computer and share their screen, and everyone else plays on their phone. Each version of Jackbox contains several games. Murder Mystery Party is the best one. I don't know what Jackbox is, but it sounds like it's uh, like a like a suite of games. Yeah. All right. Um, last, have you heard about the woman whose mother is her surrogate? How cool is that? Yes, I have. It's very cool. You've heard about this? What is? What are you talking about? There's a woman whose mother is, I think, 52, and mm-hmm. she's acting as her surrogate. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Roberta, <laughs> where you at? Should we just see if your mom's up for it? Boy. This is from Jess in 3,000 square feet in Minnesota with my in-laws, husband, golden retriever, and eight-month-old science baby. Uh, Oh, built-in child care. I love it. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm talking about the golden retriever. Oh. Not the in-laws. Good point. Um, All right. Last week, we heard from a listener who was wondering if she should have another baby in part because her child is biracial. Yeah. So we, we got a, a few responses to this. Let's hear it. This is from Andra. Uh, longtime listener, first time writing in, no personal experience with IVF, just enjoy listening to the two of you. I had to pause the pod to contribute to the conversation regarding biracial children. I am white, English slash German, and my husband is Chinese, born in Hong Kong. We live in Canada, just outside Toronto. We have two birth sons, who looks, who look, one who looks Chinese and one who looks white. We also have an adopted indigenous daughter. To Matt's comments, yes, babies don't care, but little kids notice. When our boys were young, I was reading them a Dora book, which involved different colored squirrels. Hmm. Here was the conversation, because I document cute things they said when young. Adam, why are they different colors? Referring to the squirrels. Mm -hmm. Mom, because everyone is different colors. Are we all the same color? Adam, you and Charlie are. Mom, what color are we? Adam, white, white. Mom, what color are you? Adam, looks at arm, light gray. Mom, what color is daddy? Adam, light brown. This conversation took place when Adam was four and a half years old. I had no clue that he felt he was a different color from all of us. Upon further conversation, I realized that he felt that he didn't fit visually with any of us at the time. It really opened my eyes to see that kids really do see and feel differences in outward appearance. Adam is now 15 and is completely confident in who he is. He definitely identifies himself as looking more Asian than white. He refers to himself as Wasian. Mm -hmm. And my other boy, Charlie, is 14 and identifies strictly his doing. He doesn't feel he looks Asian at all as white. When going through the adoption process, they felt our daughter was a good fit with our family because her Cree background has her looking similar to us with her dark complexion and Asian looking features. Interesting. So to your listener, even if they were to have another child, that child may not mix in the same way as number one did, and the child may still feel that visually they are different. The good news is no matter what, as long as you raise your children to be accepting of who they are and everyone else is, then they will come out with confidence. We are lucky to live in the greater Toronto area, which is known as a melting pot for mixed race children. There are a lot of kids my kids attend school with. 
that are also mixed race. So my kids have a lot of other kids who can relate to them being mixed race. Interesting addition. When Adam was a baby and I was out, random people would stop me to say his father must be Chinese. And that never, that comment never surfaced when out and about with Charlie. Interesting that people would go, (laughs) are they all like, do they all have like pipes and magnifying glasses? And like, (laughs) Hmm. Uh, His father must be Chinese. uh, Love listening to you guys. 2,200 square feet with two adults, two teenagers, and one nine-year-old just outside Toronto, Canada. Not big enough for quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's it. That's, you know, that's true. What is true? The, the, you, know, this, the, you know, if we have a second baby, it could come out with olive skin. and Oh, totally. My, know, friend, my, friend Emily, my friend Emily, her older son looks exactly like her husband and has like pretty, I would say like he's white but he has a darker complexion Mm -hmm. and then her younger son looks exactly like her and is pale and has blonde hair and blue eyes interesting like if you see i feel like if you see the brothers together you wouldn't necessarily know that they were brothers but if you see the whole family together you know that like gotcha they're related those are the ingredients yes (laughs) exactly um all right this is from mac Hi, Dorian Matt. Finally had my pause the pod moment when the topic of mixed race couples came up in this week's episode. I'm mixed race myself. My mom is Lao and my dad is Welsh slash English. My parents tried for six years to conceive before my mom required surgery before having me. So while I was conceived naturally, there were fertility issues in my family, including a miscarriage in between me and my younger sister. Mm-hmm. Growing up mixed race is a weird experience. At least for me, I always felt like I didn't quite belong fully with each side of my family. I felt distinctly Asian at gatherings with my dad's side and was teasingly made fun of being white when we spent time with my mom's family. I really appreciate having my sister to share in these experiences with me. It was something that only she could relate to with me. Straddling the line between two cultures is something mixed race kids have to face, and I'm glad I wasn't alone in it. Although having bio kids doesn't guarantee any resemblance, my sister is far more white passing than I am, and people are often surprised to find out she's Asian. Hmm. similar story yeah from a two small apartment in vancouver canada mac oh, they're both from canada a lot of a lot of a lot of, a lot of two smalls happening here <laughs> this this quarantine is really bringing out the square footage oh it really is um that's that's interesting so this is someone who herself had this had the she she was she felt alone like she felt like she didn't belong with either side of her family oh, this but because is, she right. had so this her sister. The, this is the POV of the child. Yes, rather exactly. Rather than the POV of the parent of exactly. the child. I'm with you again. What are you doing? Right. You're, be careful. You're losing your frozen peas. I was looking for my shoe. I took the <laughs> peas off because my, my toes were feeling better. Okay. <sighs> Nothing All right. broke, guys. Anything sprained? No. Thank you, Mac, for sharing that. Um, this is from Julia. Hey, guys, just wanted to check in. As Matt lamented um, in the last episode about Henry being a quarter Cuban. I have a kid that is a quarter Mexican and is blonde-haired and blue-eyed. I still have moments two and a half years later where I look at him in wonder. I'm very Mexican presenting and have a secret fear in public when he freaks out that someone will think I'm his nanny or even a rando oh, trying to kidnap him. Ha ha, thought I'd share that. Take care. I mean, that is not... That's not that That's crazy. not that crazy. Like, that has happened. Um, so Especially when he gets a little older and he can fuck with you and go, why are you kidnapping me, stranger, oh, in God. public? That's dark. Well, that's, you know, sometimes kids are little shits. I hope that never happens to you, Julia. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, really, any kid can do it to any parent. I know. If you're listening true. to this with a family and the kids are listening, have oh, fun. Have fun, have fun in public. All right. On that note, we're going to take another short break. All right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We have returned. We have. Kids, don't do what I said. Um, all right. We were lamenting last week about how Henry gets into Bo's food. Yes. So someone wrote in with a possible solution. Someone also wrote in excited about season three. Oh, boy. Of this podcast? <laughs> I guess. Do we flip know. it now? Um, I've never felt that I had something special to add by writing in, but I fell behind by a week and listened to the last two episodes back to back this past week. I was shocked no one wrote in with a response to Matt's comment about needing a bow face opener to stop Henry from munching on dog food. These definitely exist. What? Typically for two pet households, but also baby proof, I'd imagine. Linking to one below, they work with a pet's microchip. Not quite dog face ID, but I hope this helps. I'm a single 29-year-old woman not currently trying for a baby. I honestly can't remember how I found the pot. <laughs> but I listen in case I need a science assist for kids I definitely plan to have in the future with a partner or not. As anonymous living with one coronavirus rescue dog in 800 square feet in North Carolina, moving soon to an 1800 square foot townhouse that I'll close on in a month. Oh, congrats. Also, what? There's a microchip pet. Okay. So first of all, you this put, the, put, pet you put feeder, it on a tag. It caught. Yes. It costs $150. Uh, yeah. Um, and a lot of, a lot of people in the in the reviews use it for multiple cat households. Okay. So I guess it just. But if it doesn't open until it, until the dog or whatever approaches, then that would be good because that's the problem. Right. Interesting. This is very interesting, guys. Designed for multi pet homes to stop pets stealing each other's food. But does it work for kids? I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't. Now, Hooper B said this was a total waste of time and money. Took three days for the cat on a diet to figure out how to get the thing open. (laughs) Uh, Henry would figure it out then if a cat can do it in two days. You know, I wonder if this... I don't think this is big enough for Bo's big head. Yeah, for a snout. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I like that this thing exists. It's something I'm going to have to look into. Yep. Look to different versions. Well, there of are it. these digital feeding bowls. Yeah, but that'd be on a timer, I think, right? Mm. Oh, yeah, you can you can put it on their collar. Yeah, no, honey, I've got it all in my head now. All right, I'll figure it out. Okay, why don't you rig something up? I'll be right back. Okay. 
Um, hello, I know this is your jam and thought I would be bold and mine you for some recommendations. My husband told me to spread my wings and stop rewatching Frasier. And How dare he? Taken the pandemic, but I'm now fully obsessed with the Great British Bake Off. Welcome. Do I remember you two talking about podcasts you like that provided commentary on the show? I've fallen deeply in love with it and want to digest as much content as possible. Would love to know what you suggest. Thank you. Nicole in Atlanta in 3,000 square feet with one husband, two tiny girl humans, and two amazing rescue dum-dums. <laughs> we have one uh, rescue dum-dum. There were a, quite a few recommended to us. I never actually checked any out. I don't remember what they were. If you were a person who recommended Great British Bake Off podcasts, show yourself. Yeah, there's. I think there is. there is one, I think, that's hosted by a couple of former contestants. Yes, that sounds right. So I would I would start your start your looking there, Nicole in Atlanta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good thinking. All right. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry. Oh wait, did we read this? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Triplexes. I don't. I don't remember. I don't that. think we read this. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. I had to pause the pod again when you read my email to answer the very important question of Brookline Apartments. Oh wait, maybe we did read it. We read another Brookline. Oh, okay, good. There's more people from Brookline who are like, "Hey, yeah, we were in Brookline Village actually in true apartments, not even those triplexes." So Brookline Village was where I spent most of my Brookline time. That in Washington Square. You know, that's where the America's Test Kitchen kitchens were. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're the seaport, right? I believe so. Um, and uh, yes, there are some apartment buildings on that street. Yes, I knew people who lived in them. But like, you know, barely. <laughs> right near Lamora, if you've ever been to that awesome restaurant. I have. And I just want to note that I haven't been there because it used to be Fajitas and Rita's. Yep, yep. Uh, but I looked it up on Google Maps and it's next door to the nail salon my mom and I used to go to. Also, you know, they tore down the Dunkin' Donuts on the corner. Uh, because there was too many people waiting to get into the weed shop <laughs> that your father a, was always they're, fascinated they're by? They're building an apartment building. Whoa. This is, this is they need to build them because there aren't apartments. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, Marina, for weighing in. Um, well, that just about does it for this week's show. Oh, breezy. I love it. Breezy, easy, breezy. It's finally time to get a breezy one in, guys. Yep. Every once in a while. We breeze it up. Every once in a while, we do a 44-minute podcast. I mean, look, it's quarantine. Let me just tell you right now. If you need more podcasts from me, and you're like, this is not enough hours. I just did a three-hour and 22-minute Patreon episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation. Just talking about Avengers Endgame. Three hours and... Tw- I, just put the f- I just put the file in the Dropbox and sent it to Andy. And I was like, I don't know if this will fit on Patreon, but good luck. That's how long it is. You guys really like to talk. We've earned ourselves some breeziness, I think. Yep. You're all, all right. wonderful. Don't speaking, worry. Speaking of Patreon, you can also support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash adventure. We love our Patreon supporters. We're very grateful for you. And if you support us... We love some more than others. Hi, Mom. At the $5 level or above, you'll get your name read on the podcast each month in addition to the episodes. And you'll also get the back catalog of the Patreon episodes if you support us there. All right, here we go. Let me give a big old thank you to Hannah Crowder. Helen R.B. Hooten Waddle. Jackie G. Jane Callahan. Jennifer Sika. Jennifer Steele. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica 
Man- Manilovich. Kane McCall. Caitlin Pusey. Catherine Linne. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Heimer. Katie Regan. Katie Tavy. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Kim Mestra. Christopher Fanegi. Laura Dodge. Laura Madge. Lauren, Laura Rosenblum. Lauren. Leslie Shoup. The great Lex Conan. Liesel. Uh, Linnea Thunsel. Maggie Fleming. Martin Hedegard Peterson. Maude Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Megan K. Miller. Magana Prasad. Melinda Phelps. Michelle Isom. Isom? Sure. Michelle Kitzmiller. Mike Zydek. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Molly Schrantz. Mariah Adamic. Mr. Bundy. Nancy Powell. Nikki Bossert. Nissy Maraca. Uh, Nissy? Nikki? You said Nissy. I did? I swear you did. Who Nikki. knows? Nikki Maraca. Uh, Patricia Faust Rezig. Paul Sharp. Paula. Rachel Downey. And that'll do it for this week's patrons. Thank you all so much. If you desire more of us, Swing on over to Patreon. Join for like a month. Download the back catalog. There's like a hundred episodes in there. There's so many episodes. Two a month if you're at the $10. One a month if you're at the $5. Thank you all again. And, uh, you know, there's more parking coming up at CFP. Keep those patrons coming. Easier to find street parking now, though. Oh, well, for now. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.